A group of camp counselors are stalked and murdered by an unknown assailant while trying to reopen a summer camp, which was the site of a child's drowning and a grisly double murder years before. Oh, that's a scary movie, Mommy! <laughs> I don't know if so much I'm trying to tie them into movies anymore or just upset you. <laughs> that was I didn't like that at all. <laughs> I didn't like that being in my ear holes. Hey guys, it's me, Nathan. And me, Ashley McLaughlin. And we're, this is another episode of Oh, That's a Scary Movie. And we are officially like we're knee in deep it. in slasher season. We are. Slashics. We are in the Schlassics. The Slashic Velasics. Yeah, this week we did another Schlassic, yeah. Friday the 13th. The OG, 1980. I had never seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is going to be a, a recurring theme for the rest of the month. Yeah, which I'm excited. Um, yeah. So uh, right off the bat, <laughs> yeah, I just, I have... So many questions. So many. About just the franchise structure, progression. That, yeah, like I don't understand because uh-huh. I was expecting... Jason Voorhees. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> And um, that's not necessarily what you get. And listeners, this is the time where we say, go watch the movie because yeah. we're going to spoil the shit out of it. Yeah, that's just going to be a rule of thumb going forward. Yes. Um, as we go through the plots of these movies, we, we will spoil them. We say it in every episode. Um, watch but it is nice. It is nice to give a, a heads up as well. It for is. Sure. Yeah. So spoiler um, Especially alerts. for a big movie. I mean, like, and that's the thing is like, I took for granted that people know how this movie ends. Like, you and my girlfriend yeah. both were just like, huh, that's not who I thought the killer would be. Right. I mean, I knew I knew there was some... I knew his mom was involved in Somehow. some way. But you thought maybe like a Norma Bates kind of situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe she was just like maybe giving him a pep talk before he went out. Go and get him, kid. Go and get him, kid. Yeah. Get him back for neglecting you and letting you drown. Right. Um, but that's not necessarily the case. And that's also its own question. This is a movie in which Jason drowns as a child. Yeah. You see him as a child zombie at, at the, the end. end. Um, but there's definitely... We'll get to it. There's some moments where I'm like, that. there's no way that the mother committed that murder. Yeah, Ryan had some thoughts about Pamela's upper body strength, her possible powers. <laughs> yeah, he did. So uh, <laughs> let's kick it over to Ryan's roundup. Y'all, unless I missed something, I'm not fully convinced he was even doing the killings. Was it his mom? Did they just have a really bad stunt double or added cutscenes just to fill some time? I don't know, but it didn't look like him. I I have a theory that all of her power comes from her cable knit sweater. <laughs> we'll talk about That's it. That's why it's so thick. Yeah, it's a fucking <laughs> thick sweater. It is so thick. Um, yeah. Live in those cables. So we we dove all the way back in time to 1980. Uh, again, we're going through tentpole slashers. We started the month with Halloween, so we're gonna keep going chronological. Mm-hmm. Uh, so two years later, really shot a the year after Halloween came out, and then it released in 1980. And you can tell. Oh, you yes. can tell the 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 multiple POV shots. Mm-hmm. There's bits. There are there are moments in this movie where I I you can tell that the producers said 
holy shit, Halloween sure made a lot of money. Let's do something like that. Let's do, yeah, and let's, you know what, the plot doesn't really, uh, we don't need one of those. What um, is that? There's, there are so many scenes in this movie, specifically toward the end, where they are trying to run out that 95 minutes. Oh my god. Like, I said the same thing to mm-hmm. Ryan. Like, I feel like they wrote like the kills mm-hmm. and then we're like oh shit we need a whole movie oh here's the crazy thing so inspired by the success of ha- of halloween sean s cunningham and victor miller were like we should make a slasher movie mm-hmm. um vi- uh, and so while the screenplay was still being written they announced in variety friday the 13th coming this summer they just had a they had a logo mm-hmm. they and had they it all had done. and and what's what's great about this production is like there's so many moments where I was like you fucking reached for the stars you bunch of Icaruses yeah, right. um because they the 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 original poster said it was the scariest movie ever made which they hadn't made they the hadn't movie made yet. it yet I love um, that and I yeah that's the kind of uh like just confidence that i aspire to mm-hmm. you know that's that it's one of the reasons why i respond to the movie ed wood so much because sure. he's just like this movie's this picture's gonna end with a fight with a with an octopus <laughs> you know it's just yeah like, sure it is ed like i'm sure you'll be able to do that no i can i i, I as as a theater director sure there have been times where I'm like, I want it to look like this. I don't know how we're going to make it look like this. Sure, sure. But we're going to make it look like this. <laughs> yeah. And and what's wild is the way that this movie kind of played out. They didn't have a plan. They just needed to put out a slasher. They needed to capitalize on this, excite- this excitement around yeah. it. Yeah. And so they, this movie comes out in 1980. The sequel comes out. The next several sequels essentially come out one year apart from each other. Oh, wow. They are cranking these out. Yeah. I'm wearing my Friday the 13th <laughs> Part 8 Jason Takes Manhattan t-shirt, and that movie oh, came goodness. out in 1989. Oh, wow. So, yeah, they, were, they just kept milking this thing. Well, I mean, there are so many scenes. Well, you want to go ahead and start with the beginning, or do you have... Let's dive in. Yeah. My first question is, Ashley, did you ever go to a summer camp? Honey, I worked at a summer camp. Oh, right. That's right. (laughs) Oh, fuck. So this could have been you. This could have been me. Oh, my gosh. I worked at a summer camp. You are a real Alice. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I worked at a summer camp. And I did did go to summer camps. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. The answer is yes. I attended attended all kinds of summer camps, too. Like the Cabin in the Woods summer camp, the church summer camp, the big, like, Oh, sure. I thought you meant Cabin in the Woods summer camp where you were trying to keep the old gods from rising up. Yeah, they taught us how to uh, please the old gods. Oh, good, good. For a week. Were you a summer camp boy? I did did a couple of short summer camp things. Mm -hmm. I I was never an outdoors kid. I wasn't either. Um... But I went to my my church when I was in middle school mm-hmm. had a week long camp. Yeah, and so I went to one of I went to that like two or three times, and that was about all I could stand. <laughs> I you know I I liked it at the time because I was like oh other kids who have to hang out with me that's sure. cool yeah because um, <laughs> I was not good at making friends. Um, but yeah, I, it was just never never really a thing, and also. 
To be perfectly frank, my my family couldn't afford to send me to a summer sure. camp. Yeah. So um, I'm sure if it had been on the table financially, my parents mm-hmm. would have been, get him the fuck out of here for at least three weeks. I mean, I just went, yeah, I just did like a week-long camp sure. every week or every week. <laughs> a week I long just did camp a week-long every camp every, every week, week for 52 weeks. <laughs> it was a year camp. No, I did a week-long camp every summer. So yeah. it wasn't like a huge thing. But then yeah. in college, um, I was an actor mm-hmm. for a certain large Skule. summer camp <laughs> in the South. Yeah. Uh, for two summers. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I very much stayed in the woods and was like the camp counselor life. So. Yeah. You just stayed in the woods. You stayed in the woods. Oh, boy. Yeah. It was not fun. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was fun. I enjoyed it. When I was a kid, I always liked summer camp movies. Same. Like, like um, Parent Trap. Parent Trap. Uh, <laughs> what's the one with Ben Stiller? Uh, oh, Heavyweight. Heavyweight. Such a good movie. Was one of my faves. I loved, I love Wet Hot American Summer, yeah, yeah. of course, which is just like, let's fuck around with all of those so tropes. Good. Um but yeah, I, I just, I was never, yeah, there was just not really a thing that I did, mm-hmm. but I was always fascinated watching movies with it happening where I was just like, oh my God, what if I did go and meet my twins, twin sister who also <laughs> likes peanut butter and Oreos? Which is gross. I'm so sorry. Weird. Like so weird. So random. Like every time I watch the movie, I'm like, that's so gross. That has to give you the worst dry mouth on the planet. Sure. I thought you were going to say diarrhea, and I don't know why. That, too. Um, we're already a little tipsy. Yeah. Um, we decided to celebrate watching a summer camp movie with burgers and beers. Burgers and beers. Yeah. Burgies and brews. Burgies and brewskies. Because that's what you would have at camp. Sure. Right? It's a very it's a very cookout movie. It's summertime. Sure. Camp is in the summertime. Yeah. All right. So we're recording this in September. September. It's Halloween though. But yeah, the, the thing that I the thing that I dug about about the this the opening of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um and and there's certain parts in the movie where I really enjoy this is you do kind of get to know the grounds. Like you get to know the place. Yeah. The scenery looks good. Mhm. Um so, but when you see the POV shot of the killer walking into the bunks, into the cabin, mm-hmm. you you kind of worry about the kids for a minute. I was, I don't know what, I felt really weird about this opening. Um, as oh, I've stated these... before, I love a, a cold open. Sure. Um, but it just, well, first, like the song that they were singing. Was it the Hallelujah down by yeah. the riverside? Yeah. And they're all adults playing, like teenagers yeah they're very grown up and they're singing this like sort of religious song and they're swaying back and forth and then these two kids are like making fuck me eyes let's go bone like (laughs) now having saying the song the lord isn't watching (laughs) having worked for a christian camp that Mm -hmm. very much does happen (laughs) um But um, just at the beginning of the movie, it just seemed, yeah. it just seemed strange. Um, it is. It's a, it's very strange. It's super odd. Um, and then I love the. But it's also a consequence of we can't afford any songs. Are right. you insane? We can't afford that. Um, I love the exchange between the two counselors. Mm-hmm. Um, the conversation that they're having, and that was actually my first note. She was talking about. You said I was special, and he's like, "You are special, bitch." Yeah, she's like, "Well, how does uh, what's her name kiss?" And he says, "How would I know?" Right. And then they start making out, and I just thought it was really cute. And I wrote down, "Never believe a boy at summer camp because he for sure knows how that other girl kisses." Oh my gosh! Yeah, 
Yeah, and then, you know, they're interrupted, and they, they kind of try to, oh, sorry, we were just booking. And then <laughs> the score, this part of the, I, I think I think Harry Manfredini's parts of the score are very good, and there's stuff that get he also stays with the franchise, more mm-hmm. or less, and his, his stuff gets like more interesting as it goes on. But the main sting fully rips off Psycho. Like the, oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 like yeah. It's yeah, very yeah. Psycho. <gasps> I was thinking, I was like, I've, I've had to and have heard jing, this music jing, jing. before. Yeah, yeah, very And maybe much. that's what I was thinking Because of, the thing because that, that really, movie. like, carries forward is the, you know, the... Or ki-ki-ki-ma-ma-ma, as it is in this movie. Sure, yeah. For a very interesting reason. But yeah, the struggle into the corner is good. The first... But the freeze frame... The freeze frame and the flash. The freeze frame and then the title smashing through the screen makes me laugh so hard. I giggled, yeah. Like, that's not an opening for a slasher movie. No, it's awful. And they get sillier as the series goes on. It smashes into the screen again in the second one. In the third one, it's in 3D. Oh, and then in the fourth one, I'm 90% sure it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, is I love, I really like the logo and like the poster yeah, art. Yeah, it's classic. Yeah, for sure. I, I love the poster art. I think it's really cool. The, the one with the, the, the silhouette mm-hmm. and the, yeah. And they, they would, they, they used a variation of those for the sequels too yeah. that are really interesting. It just sucks that everything else is so lame. <laughs> it, okay, this should be, I think this is where I will go on record as saying, I don't love this movie. I will second you on I, that. It is one that I think is important for the context of the 80s slasher boom. Yes. And, um, but it's maybe the Friday movie I revisit the least. It just, I don't, I, I don't know if I need to go back in time. Sure. But I do not understand. How this could have been. So popular. Yeah. I think it's because it cost $550,000 to make mm-hmm. and made $59 million. I mean, it, I mean and it, that's what I mean by going back in time. I mean, if this, is, and... if this is all you have. Right. Right. Then sure. Well, and that's the thing is, yeah, yes. Well, but at this point, Halloween has come out. It's been a huge phenomenon, and it manages phenomenon do to do to, and it manages to like pack in some scares without being like crazy violent, and mm-hmm. but it also immediately kicked off a slew of imitators. Mm-hmm. Everyone wanted to do this, sure. um, and n- nobody did it better like that's like that's the thing but the the these movies were cheap to make Mm -hmm. they brought in teenage crowds sure and you know you could you could this is back during the drive-in days when drive-in movies were like way more prevalent you could put this on a bill with another horror movie and basically double your profits yeah true um and 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 movies would play and play or you know cycle back through um, I was listening to a podcast recently where um, Paul F. Tompkins talks about um, the theater near him growing up celebrated a year of showing Star Wars. Like that was just, it just didn't stop oh, wow. playing. Yeah. 
very wow. different now different times yeah Endgame can make a billion dollars you know avengers can make a billion dollars and stop playing after two months right yeah <laughs> yeah that's crazy and even then we're just like i can't believe this movie's been in the theaters for two fucking months right get over it get out um get out. get out of here um but yeah the the yeah the, the opening credit sequence is so funny um and it they sure wanted to make sure that you saw every motherfucker involved in the movie up oh, top. Yeah. Which I, is like a con as, as a thing from older I movies. I think I went to the bathroom. Yeah. I, but with and it, they do it in Halloween. They do, they, yeah. But, all the credits are up top. But yeah. But that credit sequence is more visually interesting as you have this you have that score, you have the pumpkin, right. you have the slow zoom. It, it's it's at least a little bit more like menacing atmospheric this one is white titles on a black background yeah like i said i went to the bathroom at least friday the 13th part 3d is like we're gonna throw the fucking credits at you (laughs) what else are we gonna do it's in 3d um so yeah so we have the freeze frame and the first murder sure then we fast forward. Throat slash, no, not oh. a throat slash. A, a the stab to the stab gut. to the gut, and then yeah. unclear what happens to the next. We don't girl. know what happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is when we meet Annie. We meet Annie. Okay. I also would like to go back in time uh-huh. to watch this horror movie, but also to sit in an acting class. In like the late seventies and early eighties, the very presentational stuff. Or I'm Annie, and I'm looking for Crystal Lake. A lot of the kids in I this can't. movie are like that. I yeah. cannot. I think... although I did, I I did like Annie. Yeah, you can't not. I she's just she she doesn't stop smiling. She doesn't. <laughs> I I will say I enjoyed uh, Rex Everhart who plays Enos the truck driver. I, I did not. I thought he was a creep. Um, no, I like his performance. Oh. I think his performance is good. I think most of the adult actors in this movie, sure. how very rarely you see them are doing, make at least making choices. I did not like, I didn't like the truck driver. Yeah. Um, he made, he, you know, his comment, like, are all the camp counselors going to look as good as you? Oh, that's weird. Yeah. And then like. And he says, you got rocks in your head. And both all hands on her ass to put her in the truck. Yes. Oh, sure. No, but I, I think what I like about that scene is that they're both giving each other shit. They are. And then finally, when he lets her out of the truck, he's like smiling. And he's like, all right, have fun. Like, or whatever. Here's my thing, though. Like, it just seems like in these movies from like the 70s and 80s, when they do scenes like that where they're like talking and yeah. there's like, you know, I don't know if it's editing or what, but it seems like there's like a there's like a second lag time for like everyone's reaction. There might be a reason for that in the truck because they couldn't put a camera and two actors in that truck. I was wondering that. So he's, he's reacting to like someone, I think in the tailgate. Okay. Reading the script to him. Okay. I was wondering that too, because I was trying to think how yeah, they would they, film that. They back didn't then. film There's together no way. at all. Apparently aside from when he picks her up. Yeah. Um, but can we, so we need to go back. We skipped forward. Cause we skipped all the great diner people. Oh, sure. We skipped high girl. Excuse me. Hi boy. Where she sees a dog's dick. Yes. Like the first lines of the, of oh the present gosh. day scenes. It's so um, funny. The town feels authentic. Like it feels like what would happen if we, Ran out of gas in Vernon, Florida. I or want something. to be there. It was so picturesque. Like it, it was so pretty. Yeah, yeah. It's it. I want to go to that diner. I also mm-hmm. want to go to the. I'm a sucker for eighties movies. I don't know if I want to go to that diner diners. though. Everyone looked rude. I want to go to the diner that Steve Christie goes to later in the movie, 
where she's just like, just pay me with a night on the town. I loved that. I loved that. I scene love her so, so much. much. Sandy, the, the, the waitress. So good. Um, but yeah. Everyone, everyone turns angrily when she asks where the camp is. I mean, I was waiting because you had warned me about Harbinger of Doom. The, this one being the VOG. biggest. Yeah. VOG Harbinger of Doom. We finally get to crazy Ralph. Ralph. He is crazy. He's got a death curse. <laughs> The whole thing, the whole, the di- everyone in the diner, oh, what was it? Camp they Blood. They reopened Camp Blood. Camp Blood. Like, it's so over the top. They tell you about can't. all them fires happening out there? When and they came back in 1962, the water was bad. The water was bad. And Annie's just like, oh, what? Yeah. Oh, is there like a bus I can take? Right. Like, I just can't. It's. I, what oh. is it? She, ha- she, she says the most boring things with like the sweetest attitude. She though. does. She goes, she goes. I hate when they call them kids. Sounds like a bunch of goats. <laughs> like Which is me trying to make small talk. She's <laughs> so adorably annoying. Annoying, yes. Like, and, I love and can't stand her. And to show you, like, how much they cranked these movies out, at least three more Friday the 13th movies have a hitchhiker character who just gets murdered. Oh, like, cool. no, doesn't interact with anyone else Well, that was, that was the thing, too, is just, like, you, Annie is the first person you meet in present day. And you think, okay, this is going to be... She's going to get to the camp. She's going to be our, 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 final girl. our final girl. But that's not Mm-mm. what happens. She's Drew Barrymore and Scream. She is. And I'm very sad about it. <laughs> um, because I, I just feel like they spent so much time on Annie. Yeah. Which I think is one of the more clever things about the movie. Uh, because I think so much of it is by the numbers. True. Um. I do love that when, so Ralph shows up and is basically just telling her, you don't want to go down to Camp Blood. And the, sh- is it the sheriff that's there or, or it's, it's either him or Enos who it's says, Enos. God damn it, Ralph. Like everyone's just kind of yeah. tired of Ralph. It's Enos. He's, yeah, he's the one. And then says, he's a real prophet of doom, ain't he? Who's <laughs> very on the nose. Yeah. Yeah, that whole the whole beginning was just it's what I like I like the bright spots in mm-hmm. horror films like that always make me laugh because they're always yes. so over the top. So silly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's like it's like, you know, going back to our first episode, it's Tara Reid giving sex advice right. in Urban Legend. It's like, you know, these kind of like ridiculous conversations. Um yeah, I and that's the thing is this movie is very like I said, it's by the numbers and not in a way that I entirely forgive like I do with Halloween because this movie is following a template in a lot of it ways. Is. Although, it is. it is less of a body count movie and more... I, I was trying to figure out the best way to describe this earlier and I, I feel like it's like... A whodunit that doesn't afford you the opportunity to... There's no clues. A whodunit with no clues. The thing for me was... I didn't Mm -hmm. give a shit about any of these characters. Yes. Correct. Except for Annie. Yeah. Because they spent so much time in the beginning. They start to give you stuff with Alice where she's kind of being like creeped on by her boss. Yeah. But then then she's just one of the gang until she's the last of the gang. Like to me, there's no 
there's no through line for why I should follow you. And why, maybe I missed it. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously there is some sort of relationship between Alice and the camp counselor. Or the maybe. camp director. Or the camp director. They, that's what I'm talking about, is Steve. Like, yeah. Yeah, she, he, I I don't know that there's a relationship, but because he keeps. She's like, she draws him and she's like, this is what you looked like last night. maybe she's into him, but also is like, that's not a good idea. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, and he like, he like creepily caresses, caresses her face. Caresses her face while he's shirtless. Uh, oh my God, that outfit. That Oh, I've got notes. Um, <laughs> Do we need to back up? Have we skipped ahead? No. So, so yeah, we're in the car. We're in the car with Enos and Annie. Mm-hmm. And they're giving each other shit. He talks about there's a drowning in 57, two murders in 58, all those fires. The water went bad. The water went It's bad. cursed. And then we cut to um, Brenda, Jack, and... N- Ned. Bill. I get Bill and Ned confused. And banjo music. They look exactly the same. And they're listening to fucking banjo music. It's Deliverance. It was That was my first thought was Deliverance. And it's weird. Kevin Bacon's getting a massage in the front of the truck. Kevin Bacon is in this Kevin movie. Bacon is in the... Well, so, okay. All right. Peek behind the curtain. Again. <laughs> I, wa- I watched the movie and I fell asleep. Okay. The first time. Uh, it was not because... Well, partially because of the movie, but partially because I was just tired. And it then, is Ned. Is it Ned? Okay. I have just moment of vulnerability. I was wrong. <laughs> Thank you for admitting it. <laughs> um, I the first time we were watching it, I turned to Ryan and I was like, "Is that Kevin Bacon?" Mm-hmm. And then I fell asleep. Yeah. And then we come back to watch it the next night, and it's all, it's silent. We get back to this scene, and Ryan taps me on the shoulder, and he's like, "That's Kevin Bacon." <laughs> hey, just so you know. Um, and I'm so glad that you got that, that closure to Thank know you. that Kevin Bacon was listening to, and they're making like the dumbest jokes. So they're making stu- the dialogue out. is so dumb. He, she says something like all to Ned, like all you ever think about is sex. And he goes, no, sometimes I think about kissing women. Right. I feel like they tried to make Ned likable, so but Ned, he's kind of an asshole. Ned is the like true start of a ned is like an an archetype that does kind of start here where he is the he is the little little prankster he's the scamp of the film if you will sure uh to to borrow a a, a thing from silver linings playlist but the yeah he he thinks he's very funny he's constantly doing little voices and like Mm -hmm. like at one point he puts on like a weird mobster voice um one of the first things he does is shoot a fucking arrow at Brenda. That's why I said he was an asshole. Yeah. yeah because that's not her. cool. Yeah. Um Yeah. And and so we we get to we get to the camp and we are introduced to uh the camp boss, Steve Christie, who is wearing shorts, boots, long socks, and a bandana around his neck, no shirt chopping fucking wood basically every guy who owns a brewery now <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he uh looks rad for like like a rad dad Does for he? about three seconds yeah uh, it's a look it's he not looks my like favorite a guy look. i would never want to talk to sure like, if if a, if that guy approached me at a bar yes i would leave but this is something that's so uh, this little interaction is so relatable. I feel like mm-hmm. how many times have you rolled up for a gig, and 
you're told that there's going to be so much opportunity for prep. And then all of a sudden it's like, everybody, what what the fuck are you doing? You need oh. to be painting. Help me get this stump. Like, and oh, they're no, just no, like, no. I thought we had two weeks. Yeah, no, that's like, yeah, no, that's like tech week of every theater every- production. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Like the the amount of times in my band days where we'd roll up to a show or be like driving six hours to a gig and they would like the promoter would message us and be like, so you guys have like a sound system, right? <laughs> <laughs> you guys bring that with you. Yeah. Yeah. I I did a I did a con once where the guy like we were to- we were asked six hours before the show. Um, do you guys have a speaker system for the auditorium? Oh, wow. And we were like, no. Does the auditorium have a sound? <laughs> like, what the fuck are <laughs> like, you what, talking what? about? Wow. Yeah. We're in a van. <laughs> we're, we're in a van. We have us and our instruments. And our, yeah. And my instrument, it's my vocal me. cords, baby. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I it, that that immediately kind of endeared me to the kids more... But it's kind of squandered immediately because they just fuck around a lot. They do. And there's there are all of these scenes yeah. of them mm-hmm. doing nothing. Yeah. Like for for lot. people who are supposed to be like really like on top of shit for the kids to show up. Yeah. Yeah. Like th- like the, the scene where they're putting the mm-hmm. docks together mm-hmm. took way too fucking long. Yes. Yeah, there's a whole lot of those scenes. I mean, we watch Alice make coffee. We watch Brenda put toothpaste on her toothbrush and brush her teeth. The snake scene? Was there a point to the snake scene? The snake snake scene, scene? the point of the snake scene was makeup designer, uh, uh, makeup artist Tom Savini saw a snake in the Mm -hmm. bunk and was just like, if we are running short on time. We could just have the kids find a snake. I have to kill this snake anyway. Yeah. Wow. So, so that's why we get um, the murder of a snake on camera. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of stuff where it does feel like they were running out the clock. Yeah. Um, we're introduced to Bill working, uh, like who's doing, uh, I guess he was working on the docks and was. Uh, she's like, you, uh, Steve wants you to go paint. And he looks like the porn version of Mork from Ork. He's wearing... <laughs> suspenders with no shirt and they're over his nipples why don't i remember this it's wild it is a truly i don't i, baffling remember, I feel look. like i would i wonder if i went pee again I'd maybe do that. but around here is where uh annie meets her end yeah um in the jeep she gets picked up by our mysterious killer who, who won't stop is driving she's in in She's driving like a psychopath before she before passes Annie's, the turn. Yeah, and Annie's yes. just like, "Well, here's all my stories." Yeah, and, <laughs> and not even caring that I'm they're gonna going to cook for all of them, all these inner city kids. And oh, she does say it's mostly going to be inner city kids. Mm-hmm. I'll be cooking for about fifty kids. Uh, yeah, and it's just I don't know. The whole thing was very strange. It is weird, but I I think the stunt of her jumping out of the jeep is pretty impressive yeah. considering it's clearly that actress doing oh yeah it. no it's her um, for sure because this is not a movie that hires doubles no um and i like this to me is the most effective chase in the movie it's not necessarily mm-hmm. scary no but it feels real it does she's and just I- kind of like 
pushing her way through the trees yeah and when he when when they catch whoever the killer is oh uh, yeah we don't know when they catch up with her yeah um not i mean you see her get her throat slit and that's not scary because it looks incredibly fake but oh i i think the effect's not bad oh really yeah oh um her neck was a different color than her face it's (laughs) i will say it is more noticeable on the the blu-ray like oh. with the hd version which is i think the version you watch too I think but so. watching this on vhs like mm-hmm. back in the day sure. where everything's dark as shit anyway yeah. i was like oh fuck true and there's stuff about that's something i try to keep in mind is like this was created to be projected by what we had available at the time like mm-hmm. no one was meant to clean this up later true, yeah but on the same token we have stuff like halloween where we've gotten uh you know an hd re you know remaster and mike you don't see michael till you need to you don't you know right right yeah and and but i i think the shot right before that right before her throat Mm -hmm. is cut is really good of her saying no no yeah she's she's one of the better one of the better actors in the movie i agree um and i yeah, it's just she's not making any grand gestures. It's not like a flashy kill. Right. And there's a there's at least one in this movie where I was just like, oh, you went the extra mile. But like. I think I know what you're talking about. Um, Like the killer to did like because in the sequels, Jason uh, is a bit of a scamp and he likes to kind of play with his victims. And like sometimes mm-hmm. he'll, you know, he'll like Michael Myers style, you know, make a noise outside to make someone come sure. out or like yeah. stuff. Um, this killer just does the job. Just, I mean, it's literally get in, get out, yeah. kill him and leave. Like, there's only one moment where it feels like the killer hesitates, and it's a very strange scene. We'll mm-hmm. get to that in a minute. Because first, we have to have Ned uh predate the Sandlot by faking a drowning. Not cool. Like a real fart. Yeah, I hate Ned. Ned sucks. Ned sucks. Mm-hmm. He does the drowning thing, mm-hmm. and then later. He comes out in a full headdress. Yeah, no, I I have that note as Ned committed a hate crime. Uh huh. <laughs> Ned commits a hate crime. Ned's the worst. And then at one point, the the cop says the phrase "emergency generator," and he goes like "emergency generator," and I was like, "You can't. Every bit can't be no, in this movie. No, he can say the words emergency generator." Although the scene with the cop made me laugh so it's real. hard. It's so funny. It's everyone. Everyone in the, on that at that camp just said a cab. Like it is so funny how they are constantly just cracking up. Kevin Bacon takes the guys. The, he's like in the walkie talkie, talkie, and just looks at it. I love it. I love it, and, and I love that the cop is just like, "Okay, who are you people? What well, are you hooligans? You doing weed? You smoking the grass? So drinking drugs? Funny. I love it. I love um, the cop scene. The cop scene's great, uh, and it's. that's a scene that like doesn't really add anything except make you like the characters. Unfortunately, it follows the scene where they kill the snake um, where they're just kind of acting like assholes. Like one of them yells, like call him. Kevin Bacon yells, I'm going to flush him out and jumps on the bed. I do not understand the snake scene at all. It serves no purpose. Yeah. It's pointless. I thought I'm like, Oh, they're going to find you haven't seen the room, right? Not, not all. I didn't cut. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you're fine. I haven't like all. I have have not sat down and watched it all together. No, this there's scenes in the room that are literally like we're gonna cut to all the characters in an alley tossing a football for a little while, and that is this scene. 
Like, it's just like, oh, it's just another 10 minutes in these characters' lives. Yeah. Like, it's, I, I thought, oh, they're gonna, they're gonna find, like, a body part. Or they're gonna sure. find It feels like it's supposed to something. lead to something. Yeah. yeah. I was trying, I was racking my brain to try to find meaning. Right. In the snake scene. Right. Until I was just like. <laughs> like, it's an Ari Aster movie. It, like, what does the snake represent? Right. The snake is Jason's childhood that was cut short too quick oh yeah right yeah but there's no fucking point to the snake scene no (laughs) just like there's not really a point to ralph popping up in the closet aside from like a little like another little jump why is ralph in the closet he's gotta he's trying to warn them yeah, no, but then he sh- he fucks off and doesn't show up again for right? the rest of the movie. How'd he get there? Annie had to take a truck driver, right. not even all the way. He rode his little bicycle. I said Annie had to take a truck driver. Annie had to take a truck driver. <laughs> um, yeah, but I again, he's just he's very fun in this scene because he seems so proud of himself. Oh, Ralph! Like he, yeah, Ralph is like Ralph I would is be like, proud too if I got all that way on my bike. Yes, but he he like he has this bit where he goes. You're all doomed. You're all doomed. And he like leans back and kind of smiles like, what'd you think that? about, what about, how about them apples? Right. Um, yeah, it, it's such a bizarre scene, but I love that character because mm-hmm. like he's just such a singular weird fucker. So strange. Um, and it's, I'm sure it's weird watching like movies that we've done before, like Cabin in the Woods, which has like a kind of almost literary take on mm-hmm. the harbinger of doom and then yeah. there's just this fucking guy who is married canonically like they say multiple times like his wife's worried about him oh like they say it like at least once or twice there's a mrs uh, ralph there's a mrs crazy wow yeah. i wonder what she does all day uh rides her unicycle around <laughs> looking for ralph yeah um and then we get this scene between Marcy and Jack, uh, Kevin Bacon. I'm just going to call him Kevin Bacon. Please do, because um, I didn't know who Jack was for a but second. This is... So sometimes when I'm watching movies, I think about what was the audition side. Sure. And it's going to storm, going to tear down that valley like a son of a gun. Okay. And then she does her monologue about the storm. Okay. I, I, I felt like she did well with this monologue. Oh, no. She's... She's good. Yeah. Like, but I thought this was a bit of good acting. It's in the an... most overly written part of it the movie, is. too. It seemed so out of place. And it, it was like, oh, let's, we need to yes. actually put some substance somewhere in this movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And well, and it's so strange because it, it just lets her tell the story. His reactions seem very natural, where mm-hmm. he's just like, "Oh, that's fucking weird that you that's had that drink." Weird. I'm but a he, teenage boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that pr- funny, cool stuff, babe. Where's Let my? Me, where are your tits? Yeah, you know, show me your boobies. Boobies. But yeah, I kept thinking like, so Victor Miller, who wrote this movie, mm-hmm. um, has this essentially has his resume is filled at this point with soap operas like he's done one life to live and a couple others and so like his this feels very like fuck i some because i as as a writer i will sometimes write scenes or come up with bits of dialogue where i'm like fuck someday the project's gonna come along Mm -hmm. where i can include this little segment sure yeah And, and i think I think Victor Miller, and I'm this is purely speculation, 
has had this monologue in his back pocket Mm -hmm. for so long. Sure. And then when he found out that he was going to do a movie distributed by Paramount, he was like, you know what? I got to put this in here. It's time for the storm monologue that that turns into blood. Put that Um, in there. I... I'm fascinated by this scene. I'm so glad that you had kind of the same reaction it, it, to no, it. No, I because I I I think I even put my hand on Ryan's arm as she was talking, and when she was done, I was like, "That was actually really good." Yeah, it's really good. I agree. Can you imagine though, if like in the middle of Halloween, mm-hmm. like, um, Linda just looks over and it's just like. So I totally had that dream again <laughs> last night where the sound of the rain got so loud. Uh. Yeah. And then Annie be like, the, the sound of the rain is annoying me again. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay, it's raining again and getting on my nerves again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, it did seem very strange. And then Lori would be like, oh, I don't mind the rain. <laughs> I don't mind the rain, guys. It's fine. Uh, it seemed really strange. And yeah. then. It's- but I love it. I do love it. I did like it. It was the one part that I really liked in the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, because the next note I have is strip monopoly. Strip monopoly. I love Brenda. Oh, I thought you were about to say you love strip monopoly. No, I, I can't even imagine what that would be. I can't understand. It would take you so long to get to yes. the actual stripping. But that Monopoly it also be fun is anymore. the worst long game. I fucking hate Monopoly. Oh, I don't like it either. We play Frozen Monopoly. We have a like a, like the Frozen Frozopoly. Frozopoly. Shit. No, like it's like the movie Frozen, mm-hmm. but Monopoly. Mm-hmm. It's actually a lot shorter. This is one of my favorite lines in the movie. Is we're gonna play strip Monopoly. I'll be the shoe. <laughs> Brenda. I did. I like respect Brenda. Brenda because this woman decides i want to see some skin uh, i'm bored and her uh, performance is very fun i think like she's not taking any shit she's just she's just like i don't know like she's just broing down she's the cool girl i, I love can't. it like not not like but the, not like the mean girl not the mean girl like yeah. she like she is the genuine cool girl well and that's the thing about this movie is as annoying as some of the characters are the 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 Friday movies would start to develop these kind of stock characters. Like there'd be the prankster, there'd be the quote unquote, you know, slut. You know, like there's the and then the mean girl, and then the you know the very uptight conservative mm-hmm. one who's going to survive. You know? Sure, yeah, yeah. and uh, and then you know the the boyfriend with a sketchy past. This movie, they all just feel like a a bunch of assholes. Like they're just they a are, bunch of yeah. characters. They're just a bunch of people hanging out. Right. Um, they just so scooped I, up a bunch of kids. Which I think is kind of lends a little legitimacy to the movie. There is a naturalism to some of the performances, sure. or at least to the interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, it was wild to see a woman satisfied in a slasher movie. <laughs> yeah. Especially um, after both Judith Myers and Linda got done dirty in right. Halloween. And it's Kevin Bacon. And it's Kevin Bacon just slap just slapping that bacon. Slapping down. that bacon. Just making those tremors. And I wrote, uh, always in their underwear for dumb reasons. Yeah. Because she's running to brush her teeth, right? Is that what she's doing? Oh, yes. Uh that's what yeah, Brenda oh, runs out I'm to do. I'm thinking of Brenda later. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, that's the, Brenda. I I got it confused. She he he's he's uh yeah. So uh Jack and Marcy sleep mm-hmm. together. She takes off. And the next note I have is bacon skewers. Is this the over-the-top kill you were going to talk about? 
Yes. Okay, same. I l- love it. I couldn't watch it. It's upsetting. I couldn't but watch I think it. It's I had to really... look away. I don't like that stre- the idea of the stretchy the throat, skin. Yeah. And it just... The effect is good. His reaction is really upsetting. I didn't look. I didn't watch it. He, I couldn't look. He. It's very. I think it's pretty realistic. It is the closest you get to seeing the hands of the killer, though, because he. No, I did see that. Which is full on a dude. It's not. That's exactly okay. That's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, because you see I that think arm. It's Tom Savini, you, the the makeup artist. Is it? Yeah. You, the you, you see that arm whip around, yeah. and it is one hundred percent a, a man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even earlier when you see like those slacks when Annie's getting chased, you're like, that's right. a dude. It's a dude. That's a dude's legs. Like even even the height that the count the counselors in the b- very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. They, Almost, they look up. They look up. They yeah. look up. Yeah. Um. So yeah. yeah any, sorry, but oh, yeah, no. no but that kill was interesting. I, yeah. I have to tell you a little anecdote. Mm-hmm. What I what I do when I can't watch uh the the gross parts in Ooh. movies is I actually I watch Ryan's face. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I judge what's going on by his reaction. Um. But yeah, no, I couldn't. I couldn't watch that one. I saw <laughs> the little knife like coming up, and I was like, nope. I F- Fiamma tried to watch it for as long as she could. Same. Um, she, I think after like, once he started gurgling, she mm. had to look away. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's hands down, like the most effective kill in the movie. Yeah. Um, Definitely the most memorable. There's another one that I think is pretty good, but the, the, the effect hasn't quite aged as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, so Marcy runs off to shower and do her Catherine Hepburn impression in the mirror to herself, right. <laughs> uh, which I love. And then she gets an axe to the face. And yeah, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good one. It's not, uh, it's, it's not my fave. But no, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a weird, it's a weird way to phrase it. Not my fave. Not my fave. Well, I always feel weird about like, what's your favorite kill? Like that yeah. seems odd. I, but I think in terms of like exec- execution, <laughs> double meaning. Mm-hmm. But I think in terms of like how it, how well it works in delivering a scare is interesting. Yes, and yeah. I think that that Kevin Bacon arrow to the throat is just. Ugh. There's nothing like I it in the like movie. It. Yeah. Well, but, and I had like, I had heard about mm-hmm. that kill. Yeah. Before. Yeah, it's iconic for sure. Um, but I. Th- what's funny is I thought it was. In I didn't realize it was Kevin Bacon in this movie. I thought it was Johnny Depp in one of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. Oh, thought it happened to him. Interesting, but it doesn't. No, something something else um, weird happens to him, right? I can see why you would confuse them because the lead up is kind of similar. Okay, uh, that's all I will say. Okay, um, because it may come up again this season. <laughs> Uh, it will. So, yeah. So, yeah. I uh, she gets an axe to the face. Uh, Brenda decides I'm gonna I'm gonna head out for a bit. Uh, it's time for me to go to bed. It's just like anytime, anytime one of them separates, mm-hmm. they're going to die. Yes. Like it's just how yeah. it is. Yeah. Steve gets into a crash after visiting my favorite diner in the world. Oh yeah, which is a that's a pretty intense. I think that's that's shot pretty well. Mm-hmm. The it crash is. itself is a little like, you know, oh we can't afford to destroy a we car. We can't destroy the car, um, right? But the the lead up to it with the the pouring rain, I think, mm-hmm. is really effective, and 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 it helps that there's so many characters before that that are like like Sandy says something like, uh, "You can't go outside right now; you'll drown." Right. Yeah, you're sure um, you want to drive in this way? Yeah, I love Sandy. Sandy's a queen. She mm-hmm. should have come back for every sequel. Um, 
But it's weird when the killer decides to attack and when they don't, because this is the one time where, like, we get that interesting little moment where the killer is kind of pulling at the curt- the shower curtain and then decides yeah. not to go after Brenda. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the movie trying to build suspense or, oh, if we kill them now, we have to get closer to the end of the movie. Right. They still had that time to fill. Yeah. And there's a, like, a, this is where I wrote down, like, a lot, some of this movie is full on, oh, this worked when Michael Myers did it. Mm-hmm. So let's do that. Um, this think- is where my, my yes. notes start to get a little sparse as well. Okay. What do you think Brenda's reading? Because she go, she skips out on the rest of Strip Monopoly to put on an old-timey gown mm-hmm. and go to bed. And she's reading by candlelight. It looks like a yellowed paperback, like a trade oh, paperback. Oh, I don't know. But I loved I loved the nightgown. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. she's reading some Stephen King. Wait, did we... I think I skipped a note that I wanted to tell you about. Oh, sure. I think. What is it? Wait, is it Mar... I'm sorry, I'm getting confused. Is it Marcy? Who goes to the bathroom and... So, the two of them do. Marcy goes to the bathroom to take a shower and gets the axe to the face. Uh, Brenda goes to the bathroom to brush her teeth. Okay. I think, it, I think it's Brenda. And we the... watch that in full. And Right. And, and she has... She's... Um, what is it? Running to the Outhouse by Ye- Willie Make It? oh yes so she does she goes to the bathroom yeah by willie make it so i heard that and she's like come on kids like be more original right so i hear that line and i'm laying down in bed watching this movie and i sit straight up and ryan's like are you all right and i was like my father has said that to me so many times oh and i had it i feel like i'm gonna get little nuggets like this as we go through these yeah, classic slashers that's funny. because like i have heard my dad say that line throughout my childhood and that's i had wild no idea that's it was wild. from this movie <laughs> oh boy see i think i think my dad's a bigger slasher fan than i then you realized knew. yeah um yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was I was thinking about that. I was also just like, that's really tame for it graffiti, is. for bathroom graffiti. It's such a dad joke. And when I think about how, just like the insane shit that was like written in our high school bathrooms, right? like just like how do you think that and not like expo- like turn to ash? Like right. how does this happen? Right. Um. So Brenda gets lured out with a kid's voice and is killed by arrows. Yeah. Um. And around this time is when uh, Bill and Alice decide, you know, we should probably try to get out of here. So they go to they go to start Ned's car. Ned's car won't work. They open up the hood and she goes, what's wrong with it? And Bill goes, I don't know. It's wet, which is what I would have done. It is what you would have done. I was just like, this is I'm I think I've talked about this before. I'm shit with car trouble. <laughs> I mean, same. Um. But it's cool because then we get to watch Bill light a lantern for a full two minutes. It's so great. He's so good at it. And I do like how the shot, because he tries to go fix the generator. I like how the shot is framed because you've got this big open doorway over Mm -hmm. his shoulder and you're just waiting Waiting. for something to come. It never happens. But then it looks like the camera starts to creep in over his shoulder Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh God, it's another POV shot. But then it's just the cameraman being being a freak. Now... I have to admit, mm-hmm. I started to fall asleep. Okay. Why? We were watching Alice make coffee for 
I started an to hour. fall asleep. And so yeah. from the time that Bill and Alice are like, we got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. To the time that Cable Knit Sweater shows up. Yeah. I'm a little fuzzy. No, that's okay. That is the part of the movie that has the most padding. I mean, okay. that is when we're watching Bill May light a lantern. Mm-hmm. That's when we're watching Alice wake up. Alice takes a nap. She took a nap. So did I. Yeah. She wakes <laughs> up. One of the jump scares in the movie is her screaming, Bill! Oh, no. I, yeah, I do remember that. I and do remember she, that. And it's just her waking up. And yeah. then so she... Uh, she goes to the kitchen. We watch her, you know, rummage through the drawers, mm-hmm. get some coffee, heat some water. We watch the water boil for a little while. Like, it's wow. wild. It's wild. It's like a David Lynch film. And then, <laughs> um, but like one of the later ones where he just refused to yell cut. And like Alice finally goes. So, oh, in between this, uh, uh, Mr. Christie gets Steve Christie gets picked up by the the police officer mm-hmm. taken to the campgrounds. He sees someone he recognizes who then kills him because he goes that he does that. Oh hi, right. what are you doing he out did. here in this yeah. mess? Right. Um, and then Alice finds Bill, this is my next note. Alice finds Bill dead as shit. Yeah, she does because he's not only been stabbed, he's been like speared to the door and yeah. he has arrows in his face this this also like what did he do what did he do <laughs> um and her seeing all this also reminded me a lot of halloween yeah oh when to the point where bill swings, swings. down from the trees yeah. just like bob's just body like Bob. does yeah um yeah it's very strange and when you find out the killer's motivation it doesn't track. it doesn't make any sense um it doesn't track with doing all of this yeah but she finds bill dead as shit she ties the door to the cabin closed with some nautical knots <laughs> and then we spend like three minutes watching her stack chair yep. after chair after table after desk and i started laughing because it's like a it's like a less elegant version of the scene in night of the living dead where they're trying to reinforce the doors mm-hmm. and he's just breaking all of the tables it was i like i said i was i was kind of at the end of my energy at, at this sure. point in the movie and i was going in and out but she and then one you know brenda's thrown through the window her body's thrown through the window i don't remember that yeah she, because Alice is checking all the doors and windows, and then Brenda's body flies through the window, like tied up in ropes. Oh my goodness! And and I'm just like knowing who the killer is. I'm like she's strong as shit. She's cable knit. And this strong is as shit. this is when, uh, this is when Alice goes outside. The jeep pulls up, and out steps Pamela Voorhees, the old town, the old camp cook. The in the fluffiest blue sweater, yeah, that ever existed, and just smiling. Looks a little bit like Tammy Faye Baker. I'm not afraid. Oh yes. <laughs> so this is another time where I should talk about how this production kind of shot for the moon. Sure. Um, because while casting the part of uh, Pamela Voorhees, they wanted to get somebody, um. They they wanted like a like a really strong actor. They wanted someone who is like, uh. So they were trying to they were tr- they wanted to find like an actor who could make the character feel real. I would I would argue that they fucking didn't. Yeah, but I I would say they did the opposite. The first of that. person that they asked to play the role was Estelle Parsons, 
Academy Award winner from Bonnie and Clyde okay. and Rachel Rachel. Um, and then she she was like, she said it was way too violent. And she's like, I don't know any woman who would want this role. And, or something like that, essentially. I think it would be fun to play Pamela yeah. Voorhees. She was like, I don't know what kind of actress would play a character like this. Uh, Shelley Winters was their next. Okay. Uh, yeah, from Night of the Hunter and the Poseidon Adventure mm-hmm. and Pete's Dragon. Uh, and and so she turned it down. They sent the script to Betsy Palmer, um, who had done done films and and a lot of theater. Mm-hmm. And she reportedly threw the screenplay across the room and said it was a piece of shit. She's not wrong. <laughs> She's not wrong. And then when she realized when they offered to pay her a thousand dollars a day for oh, ten days well. of filming, she was like. Uh, I could buy it. I, I, could, I could use a I new car. She decided she agreed to do it because she wanted to buy a new car. Um, there's all these. There's an interview that she did for. Is it the Crystal Lake Memories documentary? No, it's from this book called The Legend of Camp Blood, <laughs> um, where she. This will tell you. I feel like this is mean, okay. but we've talked about actors who take themselves too seriously on the show before. I mean, we kicked things off with Jared fucking Leto. I hate him. Um, here is how she described the character of Pamela Voorhees. Mm-hmm. Being an actress who uses the Stanislavski method, oh God. I always try to find details about my character. And then there's a full, like, three paragraphs of her describing the backstory she came up with, with for Pamela Voorhees, where she was raised in a super conservative chi- uh, uh, household and um, became pregnant out of wedlock. And then this caused her to hate sex and, like, have all these puritanical, oh like... My God. Um, yeah, it's wild. And she goes, and from that point on, Pamela became very psychotic and puritanical in her attitudes um which all those things are great all of those things are so great we don't get that if you're part of that kind of project yes that is not this well it's like there's this great story i'm did i already tell this on the halloween episode where like donald pleasance will like draft backstories for his characters when he's really into them and he talked about in uh if 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 we edit this and find out that i've already told the story we can cut it but like when he was talking about doing Escape from New York, he plays the president of Mm -hmm. America. And he was like, I tried to figure out how a British man could become the president of America. And so he's like, he's like presented John Carpenter with like this, like treaties on like his, the backstory of his character. Mm -hmm. And, and Carpenter was just like, I don't fucking care, man. I just want you in my movie. Yeah. (laughs) Who was it? It's some really. You don't have to mail things to Viola Davis to there be was, in a movie, <laughs> right? There was there were, I, there's some older, really awesome actor, and they were asked, you know, how do you do it? And he's like, I just mm. think about how I would do it, and then I do it's, it. There's an episode of Extras where Ian McKellen Ian plays McKellen, himself, that's who it was. and he's talking to Ricky Gervais, and he says, "How do I act so well?" <laughs> I imagine if I was the person I'm portraying and then I do that on the day. Yes. Like, that's that's when, it, y'all. When Peter like, Jackson <laughs> approached me to play the wizard Gandalf, I said, you are aware I'm not actually a wizard. <laughs> no, I think about that 
at least once a week. I swear to God. Same. But, and um, we're, we're around actors sure. quite a lot. And we're so, a lot. And we are a lot. We're insufferable sometimes um, as actors. But, but yeah, there's also this story about how she like went to Adrian King, who plays Alice, and said that she wanted to rehearse the fight scene. So she just slapped the shit out of her. Oh, my God. And Adrian King started crying. And she's like, Sean, she said to the director, she hit me. And she was like, well, yes, we're rehearsing. And how many fucking actors do you know who, like, oh. don't know the difference between I told stage an actor. combat and... Yeah. yeah. No, I've gotten into an argument because I had an actor leave bruises on me. And I told mm-hmm. him, and I was like, hi, you're leaving bruises. And he was like, oh, I just get so wrapped up in the scene. And I'm like, that doesn't make you a good actor. That no. makes you an asshole. Yeah, no one needs to suffer for someone else's performance. It's no. just never necessary. And that's what we really mean when we talk about when we give these actors a hard time. Yes. It's not that we're, we're not I criticizing. I respect if someone has their process, as long as it doesn't affect the well-being and comfort of yes. someone else. Yeah. Your yeah. process should not be someone else's problem. No. No, exactly. And that's what we're really talking about. Yes. I think that is that is a very that is a very good thing to bring up. And look, Betsy Palmer might have been a, a sweetheart. Sure. Um I'm not trying to like speak ill of somebody who, you know, w- w- took a gig that they weren't necessarily we've all taken jobs that we didn't necessarily want to do. Yeah. Um Now, I mean, I will say she's bad in this movie. Well, that, but also <laughs> I was falling asleep during this movie mm-hmm. until we get to this point. Sure. And I was like, she okay, I'm, I'm interested again. going for it. I mean, I don't know if it was necessarily her or the plot or mm-hmm. just like that whole like, kill her, mommy, kill her. Sure. That, I mean, that's it's all. It's all part weird. of it. For it's sure. It's very strange. Weird. I don't she, like it. She, so yeah, we, we, we learn uh, that spoilers for a 41 year old movie that, uh, her son Jason drowned because these camp counselors were having sex right. uh, instead of watching him. And so that's why she's been trying to keep the camp from reopening for the last several years, 30 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she <laughs> she d- agree- just decides... She- oh, we learn this because she does my favorite moment in the movie, which is when she throws herself against the door frame and goes oh this place mm-hmm. um it is a stage performance it is it is she is the quintessential she- stage to screen actor yes. i feel like and well, it's what we mean when we talk about like if, uh, i when we watch when you watch a movie like uh you know casablanca or it's a wonderful life like an mm-hmm. older film the acting's not bad. It's just that acting has our 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 concept of acting has it's changed. changed. Yeah. Um. And I I think that there's something there's every once in a while there are allowances that need to be made there. Mm-hmm. At this point in filmmaking, it mm-hmm. is a bold performance. <laughs> it it is, and it just like much like Loomis in Halloween, uh-huh. she is in a different movie than everyone yes. else. <laughs> she is in a harrowing drama yes. about a mother who's lost their child. Yeah. She's the um, only one in that drama. She, yes. This performance, if this was in a, because both of us love our Lifetime movies. Of if this was in a Lifetime movie, mm-hmm. fuck. Like, oh, sure. Sure. Give it every Emmy. Every, yes. Um, this 
not give the Emmy to the cable knit sweater because it's doing a lot of work. Oh my god, costume design alone, so um, good. I the, that sweater. Pamela, she, she has she has these little hallucinations of Jason where we see that he's messed up. Yeah. Um, it's never quite touched on, but he does have some kind of deformity, mm-hmm. and she does say he was not a strong swimmer. Like, and then there's there's lines in mm-hmm. the other movies where like. He'll remember her saying something like, my special boy. And you get the feeling that there was something off about Jason before he drowned um, Mm -hmm. as a child, which let's uh, don't even try to figure out the move. Okay. Are we going to do we want to talk about the end of the movie? Let's just get into it. Okay. Yeah. So (laughs) I Pam takes a beating. I think her sweater absorbs all the blows. We get like she gets the shit kicked out of her in this movie. Um, Alice hides in a in a uh, closet oh. that is just like it, uh, show me how to make the closet scene from Halloween boring. Yes, um, very much so. Pam's a scamp. I wrote that down because everyone's arranged in a weird tableau. Yeah. Um, and Which, yeah, you're you're supposed to. So what they're telling you is yes. that this woman has killed all of these people and like strung them up. Like she lifts Steve Christie into the trees, and she's gotta be. I'm okay. I'm awful at guessing people's ages. She's conservatively in her sixties. Sixties yeah. has to the be. The character is at the very at least. the youngest. She is sixty. Let's find out. Betsy Palmer, top build in the film. 1926 birthday oh, so she wow. would have been when this shot in 79 53 53 years old oh sorry well, that's fine people looked older in the 80s they did you ever think about that <laughs> yeah and i have the i was thinking i was actually thinking about that during this movie because yeah. a lot of the characters dressed like our parents did sure. When we were kids. Like, Kevin Bacon is 21 when this movie is right, made. Right, but he, he looks... he looks 59. No, I'm kidding. He looks, he, looks, <laughs> he looks like he's at least, like, late 20s. Yeah, they all look about 30. And I'm just yeah. I'm just wondering if they, look, if they really look that way or if they look that way because that's what we think old people when you wore. See Do you know fo- what I mean? Like, when I see a photo of my dad in yeah. the 80s, he looks like a camp counselor. He looks like Steve Christie. He does. Yeah. He looks like he looks like a counselor from this movie. Same, same with my in dad. In his tiny little shorts. Same with my dad. When my dad was 23, he looked exactly like this. And yes. I'm just like, maybe I think these people I look old there's because something it's to that. because it, it looks like my dad. Yeah. And then that led me down the rabbit hole of like Is Jason my dad? Is Jason my dad? <laughs> And I just thought about that all night long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, what I was really thinking about is like, you know how old ladies always wear like clothes from the 80s? Like, that's yes, all they wear. Because that was the last time they went to like that's a, a big sale. Yes, like, like that was like yeah. the last time that they really like established sure. their look. Right, which is why I own a lot of stuff from when I worked at Hot Topic. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, I will forever wear my skinny jeans just yes, forever. For sure. And I don't, anyways, that's my rabbit hole. That is a, that's a, sweater and the old people because i've been trying to figure that out because there's so many in especially in the friday the 13th movies there are there are characters in these movies where i'm just like you are 47 oh i mean it was the same in halloween i thought some of those characters looked sure way older than they were supposed to be there's a guy there's a guy in halloween or not halloween in friday part three 
who is oh no it is halloween there's a there's a guy in halloween five who is like a greaser type in the (laughs) 80s for whatever reason Mm -hmm. and he looks conservatively like 50 years old and he's supposed to be like 18 or 19 yeah and i mean like and i try i don't know this is something that i have thought about for a really long yeah. time and i think it's because we should do christine seen... sometime because it's full of actors christine. like that yeah um but i yeah i think it's because we look back at pictures of our parents and we, we somehow make yeah. that subconscious yeah i anyways i have a photo of my dad where he is wearing one fingerless glove that's just amazing. one. It was for like a Ren Fair thing, but he's like, he's got a leather vest on, one fingerless glove. Oh my goodness. He looks dope as shit. And he got so fucking mad at me when I put it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Which I get. I get. There um, is a picture of my dad holding me mm-hmm. as a newborn, and he looks like. <laughs> I mean, he he's wearing like a flannel and a trucker hat, yeah. and he looks like a bro at a brewery. Love it, but Love it. but also at twenty three, he mm-hmm. looked like he could have been forty nine because <laughs> right. I don't know why. I don't know. It just it's a fact <laughs> that people in the eighties looked like our dads. Um, <laughs> the yeah, so so Alice runs away. She tries to. She just tries to get in a canoe. Right. She's um, like, I'm just going to sit here because killers can't go in water. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you were the killer, she'd be I right. I don't want to get wet. You're not going to go in the water. Um, <laughs> the only part of the, the end for this little scuffle that works for me is like when her face is getting slammed into the sand over oh. and over again. It's like intense. It is intense. Yeah. And then Alice decapitates a motherfucker. Right. Alice chops her head off clean. Yeah. Once white. Like, and just, I mean, just does it. Like, does no it. hesitation. Like. I kind of love it. I kind of think that like, they didn't like, really think about that. No, they didn't. But I also think, what if Laurie Strode <laughs> just held Michael over the couch and chopped his just, head off? I mean, but, I mean, Laurie Strode, she basically, I mean, she didn't chop his head off. But she's she, pretty she, sure she killed him. She's like, she tells the kids, I killed him. She stabs him in the throat. She stabs yeah. him in the chest. These bitches do not give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, now you, you go across the street, do as I say. <laughs> I just killed a man. I just like doing my Jamie Lee Curtis impression. Jamie um, Lee cuties. Jamie Lee cuties. <laughs> yeah, and then we get the this baffling little end scene where makes no damn sense. Alice is float. It's a good scare. It is a great scare. It's, a, it, it's the one scare that got the me in the entire good. movie. I think the I think the makeup's good because you don't see it super close either. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, undead. Twelve-year-old Jason with a bowl cut, I think, comes out and like and like a weird toxic Avenger like bulging eye, and he comes out of the water and pulls her down, and then she wakes up from her nightmare. And he had to like shoot out of that water, he like did. wearing one of the you know those like little jetpacks people can wear. And the, yes, you know, I do. I want one. I don't. <laughs> I, don't. I could never do it. <laughs> no. Um, but we do. I I kind of love this last scene. Where she's just like, you know, the sheriff is like, all your friends are dead. Like, mm-hmm. we, we found you. And she goes, what about the boy, Jason? And he goes, yeah, there was no boy. There was no boy. And she goes, so he's still there. And at which point my girlfriend goes, you're a brilliant detective. <laughs> Something like no, that. No, I, like I think reasoning. I was like, I think I, I think I laughed. 
but it cut and i think the music here is really good and then it cuts to credits the um so what was it you said you turned to ryan and asked as soon as the movie ended oh how do we get from this shit to Jason X. Yeah. Like, how do how we go does this little boy from go to space? zombie mm-hmm. boy mm-hmm. to full-grown zombie man so, in space? I'm not going to go into a thing like I did for our Texas Chainsaw episode <laughs> because it doesn't the, matter, it doesn't. really doesn't. But also, like, the, the so the second movie picks up, like, two months after this mm-hmm. with Jason Voorhees as a grown man. How? Yeah, I know. How? The explanation they give is like, some people say that he saw his mom beheaded. And I'm like, who says that? Why would he... And that made him grow into a giant man? Oh, well, the other, uh, the other option is, so did he wash up on shore and then just never go find his mom? Because he's been living on the campgrounds, is what oh. the second movie establishes for like 20 years. Okay. And then... Various sequels go between him being a, a zombie or some kind of demon or Grim. yeah, it the the series is a fucking and mess. And he travels quite a lot. He travels a lot. He takes Manhattan. He takes Manhattan just like the Muppets did. He goes to space. Yes, and he fights Freddy. He fights Freddy. Mm-hmm. I just I have I have so many questions. Sure, and they uh, shan't be answered. They shan't be because I'm not going to watch those movies. And the, th- <laughs> the thing, so there's a couple that I think are very fun. Okay, I think a few of them, the first handful of sequels are basically like let's do that again with a few variations. Sure. Um, I think the fourth one is really interesting because they do try to end the series. Part four is called the final chapter. There are twelve of these movies. Uh, <laughs> the but he uh, the fourth one has Crispin Glover and Corey Feldman in it, both making choices. Oh, Corey Feldman. Um, and the sixth one is my favorite because it goes full on weird comedy. Yeah, uh, Jason comes back to life after getting struck by lightning. There's Weird. There's stuff with a, a cop who has a catchphrase uh, with who has a he has a laser uh, sight on his gun, which was like a big deal in the 80s. Sure. And he he says like four times wherever the red dot goes, you bang. It's 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 I love that movie. Which um, one is that one you said? Friday the 13th, part six. Part six. Jason okay. lives. Jason lives. Does he? He does, uh, as he lives and breathes. Um, and Jason X is terrible, but um, it's very fun. That's the only one that I have any sort of reference to because I, for some reason, I remember that one. The commercials and stuff being promoted mm-hmm. everywhere all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, like, it was huge. It was supposed. It was a big deal because it was the first one in like nine years. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, unpopular opinion. I love the remake that came out in 2009, okay. which kind of like cleverly condenses the first four original movies into like one kind of streamlined story. Someone looked at that move, those movies and said, these are all the same movie. Why don't we combine them and make one good it's one? It's not a bad idea. It's kind of, it's really clever yeah. and it, it kind of acts like a greatest hits at, and a remake at the same time, yeah. which I, I think is really fun. Um, 
That being said, no, I have no answers for you regarding Jason Voorhees, <laughs> what his status is, what he is, where he yeah, is now. I just, yeah, I where he is now. Well, in in the the screenwriter, that that last little scare is not in the script, and so he's always been oh pissed off about the fact that the sequels made Jason the main character mm-hmm. because like he's like there was never really meant to be a sequel. Um, I never envisioned uh, Jason Voorhees was someone's motivation he was a victim he wasn't supposed to be a killer right um which is why years later after the jason character was sold to new line Mm -hmm. we get jason goes to hell jason x freddy versus jason because victor miller owns the rights to friday Friday the the 13th 13th. gotcha and that is why it is currently impossible to get a movie made because victor miller and sean s cunningham have been fighting over the rights for years mm-hmm. the person who owns the rights to make a friday the 13th movie i know this we, i know we this. just talked about this on silver linings playlist oh uh oh did you know this i think it's, outside of that it's it's um it's someone weird it's it's think not lebron James. it is oh LeBron is it lebron james, james? <laughs> Like, let me say the dumbest thing I can think. Yeah, no, LeBron James owns the rights to Friday the 13th, but not to Jason, I think. But just to Friday the 13th. Yeah, so technically, anytime he wanted to, he could make a basketball movie called Friday the 13th. Um, I I hope that's the Space Jam sequel. Space Jam, a a new slasher, like, I don't got to, I don't have any. Friday the Space. That just sounds like a weird fan fiction. Yeah, I don't know about Um, that. So this brings us to, I guess, we kind of talked about this a little bit. Would you recommend people watch this movie? Uh, yeah. Yeah? If you've never seen it before, I think it's important to watch it. It's at least worth a, a check. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, to check it off the list. Um, I, think, I feel the same way. It's not my fave. I don't really revisit it often. I watched it um, for the first time in probably a decade last year when i got the the scream factory friday the 13th box set which is fucking dope includes Mm -hmm. so many special features and deleted scenes and a six hour documentary or four hour documentary called crystal lake memories which is really great and narrated by Corey feldman about the series oh my goodness um but yeah it's um it's a very strange sit yeah Uh, it's worth watching for the context, but I think everything it does, the sequels either do better or just in a f- more fun, silly way. Right. Um, yeah. So I guess that brings us to our, our seggies. Yeah. Little segments. Listeners, we started doing some new segments last week with Halloween um, where we talk about very specific things that are very important to us and mm-hmm. also give you uh, something to look uh, forward to. Yeah. So I guess, first of all, the most important thing uh, is there were some pretty great outfits in this movie. There were. And um, I, I, yeah. Did you figure out which one is your favorite? <sighs> I think so. Okay. But... So I want to know what your favorite outfit was in a segment that we like to call Oh, those are some killer threads. <laughs> I I have to say the blue sweater. Of course. I have to. Of course. I have to. I almost said that, but I got to go with Steve, Steve Christie's see, first I, fit. Those were those I, those were my two as well. <laughs> um so but I but I went with It would hit the blue very sweater. different with me parading around shirtless in some short shorts <laughs> though. I will say probably not my look. Um, but a a close second for me. 
Yeah. Alice's high-waisted pants. They're really fashionable. They're so good. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. She looked very comfy. Yeah, she looked great in those high-waisted pants. Uh, I was really in those. But yeah, no, uh, Mrs. Voorhees' blue sweater is... Yeah, you become invincible when you iconic. wear it. It's iconic. I mean... She literally can't be killed until they aim for the head. Right. Because... It's outside of the turtleneck. It's <laughs> Anything inside of the cable knit is Stays perfectly protected. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. But also, maybe you felt like this movie didn't have a very accurate title. I, y- yeah. And so, uh, I mean, it does technically, it takes place on Friday the 13th, which I guess is Jason's birthday, which we get in one throwaway line. Yeah. Um, maybe we could find a better title in a segment we like to call. Oh, that's a better title. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Your unlucky day. <laughs> Your unlucky day. It would be unlucky. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. The other option I had was killer mommy and it kill killer K- mommy k-i-l-l apostrophe e-r <laughs> comma mommy okay i think it'd be way cooler if we just called it camp blood yeah uh the original screenplay was called a long night at camp blood or that's something way like cooler that, that sounds yeah, way I, more I metal than agree. friday the 13th yes but yeah i think camp blood would be a way cooler title it's a good title because honestly it being friday the 13th does not have right. anything to do with it. No, and I I think it literally is. Look how well that other holiday movie right. did. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, either Camp Blood or just Annie deserved better. Annie deserved better. <laughs> um, and then last but not least, guys, if this somehow really scared you and left you with the heebs and the jeebs, the heebs and the jeebs. Uh, then maybe you need something to take the edge off mm-hmm. in a segment we like to call "Oh, that's a relaxing movie." Mm. So, Ashley, what would you suggest to follow this bad boy up? Well, although we just said that it being Friday the Thirteenth doesn't mm-hmm. have much to do with the actual plot of the movie. Sure, I'm gonna go with another Friday movie. Uh-huh. Uh, with another one of our scream queens, I'm gonna go with uh Freaky Friday, but the new one with Jamie Lee Curtis yeah, and Lindsay remake. Lohan, the remake. Very good, very yeah. fun. Um, our heads were in a similar spot <laughs> because I would recommend the movie Friday oh. with Chris Tucker, <laughs> which is what I think whenever someone refers to Friday the Thirteenth as Friday. You just told Friday. me that a few times where you're just like every time you say, "Have you watched Friday yet?" I just think like, "Damn." Damn. <laughs> but yeah how how can you how can you not how can you not can you can't you not go wrong happy? with friday or freaky friday absolutely um so yeah that is 1980s friday the 13th it's a it's a movie that got made it exists it plays and uh that is the litmus test of quality is d- is it a movie the um Next week, we will be moving on chronologically yet again. Ashley, do you want to tell people what we're watching? I'm excited. So next week, we're doing Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, the OG. The OG, which again, I have not seen. Yeah. I'm Um, very curious to hear your thoughts. I don't know. To I know it has to do with dreams. Okay. Uh, And I know he's got long fingers. Sort of. And he wears a striped sweater. Sure thing. And that's really it. That's all I know. And Johnny wow. Depp dies in a weird way. Yeah. That's all I know. Oh, man. This is going to be fun. I'm excited. This is... Uh, I I think of 
No, well, I, I don't know. Halloween's one of my favorite movies of all time, but like Nightmare on Elm Street, I think I revisit more often really? because it is, there are some truly inventive things there. And it's one of those things where the first movie is a little un- unassuming, mm-hmm. but you totally can see why people were like, fuck, we can make a ton of these. Yeah. Like there, it just it strikes well, your imagination. And that guy, the guy who plays Freddy, um, Robert England, is just terrifying to look at in general. <laughs> he's a tr- he's a trip. Like and just he, his just I mean nothing against his face, sure, but he just looks. He has scary. a striking look. And then if you if you get a chance before we or after you watch the movie, look mm-hmm. up interviews with him because okay. he is one of those like I am an actor. Oh yes, who is fun about it okay um i i I think you'll i think you'll find that about him oh i also want to say um before we go yeah um and you do all of the pluggy stuff um my other movie podcast silver linings playlist is currently in the middle of our october spooky season programming for spooky linings playlist and the day that this episode comes out we are also dropping um the Silver Linings playlist episode on 2018's Halloween. That's the 40th anniversary film that brings back Jamie Lee Curtis to Cute. I face the shape so once bad. again. Uh, yeah, and you know, hopefully, if all goes well, uh, I'll be sitting in a theater uh, this weekend watching Halloween Kills. Nice. <laughs> Finally. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah like Nathan said, be sure to uh, like, subscribe to this podcast. Oh, that's a scary movie. Thank you for listening. If you have a movie that you would like us to review, you can always let us know at oh that's a scary movie at gmail.com. Yeah, we've gotten some really we've gotten a couple of uh, responses mm-hmm. so far and we're definitely going to look into adding stuff to the schedule coming up. Yeah, we want to do movies that you guys want to watch. Yeah. So let us know what you like, what you want to see. You can reach us um, at our Gmail account. You can also reach us on Instagram. Um, so yeah, reach out, let us know and thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Mm. Goodbye. Bye.